Welcome to Bougie Booth, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm Cam. I'm David. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. So how are you, Boo? I'm good. How about how you doing? Good. We're a mess. Uh, <laughs> per use. Yeah, but we still make it work. We still make it work. And I found that like on days when it's real windy, mm-hmm. if I don't know if the wind like blows my brain or something. I don't know. I just feel off today. So for our listeners out there, um, me and your boo, we work at a campus where it's extremely windy. Yes, sometimes. we're at the base of a mountain. And it's been windy all day. <laughs> you know, I haven't been outside. So, you know, um, I, but I can see you look gone with the wind fabulous out there. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> that, that windblown natural look. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I'd gone outside earlier because uh, one of our colleagues on campus, they were selling some jewelry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and brave these winds to go get me that jewelry. So it was a nice, cute coach set, coach bangle, cute little earrings. And I liked it because it had the C on it. So mm-hmm. my initial, you know, Cam, C, coach C. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let me go ahead and treat myself. Let me go ahead and get that. But while I was walking up to where their office is, a branch almost hit me. I was oh, like, no. okay, you know what? It's it's really not that serious. I know you shouldn't be risking life and limb to go buy these things. I mean, beauty is pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be one thing if you were able to buy it and then the branch hits you and kills you and you had it, you were wearing your fabulous things. I mean, at least I've died pretty. Prettier, yeah. prettier. Prettier, prettier. Thank you, boo. <laughs> That's true. Was I happy and prettier? <laughs> But yeah. Well, you showed me the set. It's really, it is very cute. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I like it because it's not too gaudy and it's nice and classic looking. Something that you can actually it matches your headphones. So your headphones oh, yeah, are do. black I and ha- gold. I do have black and gold <laughs> headphones because I'm a little extra like that. Yeah, it's okay. You you a bougie boo. <laughs> Hence our name, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's that's me today. That's my experience being in the wind. Well. The wind might explain some things for me today because the wind must have blown in a bunch of students into my office. Uh-huh. So for those of you who are new, I, I am in charge of tutoring and I'm not a tutor. I'm their boss, but I walk into work today and the room is packed full of students. There were not enough seats for students. And that's a good problem to have. We mm-hmm. love that the students want to use their resources. I did find seats for them, but you know, I was loving the fact that they were all there taking their studies seriously. And, um, you know, we had a bunch of nursing students here getting tutoring, statistics students, math. Um, so it was just a nice cross-section of students. So I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm happy that they're taking advantage of the resources out there for them. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I'm also dealing with or uh, doing is I have a study skills workshop series coming up next week. And right now, um, I, I just put out the advertisement today, and I have 40 students registered, which is fantastic. Very good. 
look at students trying to learn. Yeah. Well, and then advising approached me, the director of advising. He said, how can we take your success and adapt it to what we need to do for our target freshman audience? I'm like, well, just put on a workshop and have me host it. Or just listen to Bougie Boos. <laughs> yeah, li listen to Bougie Boos and use this promotional code. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, but that's, that's good because other departments are taking note of your mm -hmm. success and how well your program is running. So, you know, yeah. greatness, I mean, yeah, they can try to duplicate it, but if you're the originator, good luck. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Boo. <laughs> you're welcome. But um, I did post a picture on our Instagram uh, for work about how busy the room was and our campus Instagram reposted it on their story. So it's nice that they're sharing our success with the whole entire campus. Look at you being on the university's official Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, well, I've I've had my share of um, social media posts this week. I've seen <laughs> it, but you know, it seems to be revolving around your hair again, boo. <laughs> so for our boo-boos out there, the department I work for, we're heavily involved in community initiatives and service learning, things like that. So we, we are spearheading a drive for October and it's called Stocktober. And I was fortunate enough to reach out to the city and they're partnering with us for, for this uh, sock drive. And all the socks collected will be given to the homeless individuals in the local area. I love that. Thank you. So when I go to the city offices to deliver the box, because shout out to my student assistant, she's so creative. She decorated the box. It was all cute and everything. Had the flyer and little pictures of sock cutouts. It, it was really nice. They were like, oh, my God, this is so cute. We want to put you in our newsletter. We're going to take a picture and everything. <laughs> and I was like, okay, if I knew that this was going to happen, I would have had different hair. Uh huh. Not that my hair was not cute, but because I was going to be running around that day, I had an updo and I had my kente cloth tied. Oh, uh, okay. So... It was it was cute, but for me, it was not photo ready. Yes, you wanted the good hair for the photo. Well, like the girl next to me in the picture, she had good hair. <laughs> well, she was ready. <laughs> and the way she was posing, I was like, you know what? You knew that this was going to happen. <laughs> all in all, though, the mission of the whole thing is to donate socks. So yes. I'm happy to be, you know, posted. And as long as the word is getting out there. But I just know that there's people on Instagram who go see that picture and be like, mm, okay. Well, I mean, even your own friends are commenting. Not that it was not not that they were coming, it was a bad thing, but they were like, where's the bad hair? Right. Yes. Yeah, they were. And I was like, for me, you know, there's levels to it. So and and I, you know, we're our own worst critic sometimes. So not mm -hmm. saying it was a bad hairstyle. I just would have preferred. You would have hair. preferred a different look. Yes, maybe photo. like the one I have today. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so then like the next day, the alumni department for the university we worked for post mm -hmm. a picture for their social media account. And it was for alumni, exclu alumni exclusive events. I believe that's what it yes, was. It was, I saw the post. And so then another friend sends me a DM and was like, is this hair picture better? <laughs> <laughs> so, and 
that particular picture was taken actually last year and it was cold. It was an outdoor event. So I had this cute little beanie on mm-hmm. and this cute like leopard dress. So, but yeah. So shout out to us getting social media exposure. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Me too. I like it too. Not that we're starving for attention or anything. We're not. Not, not at all. Because we Attention are not- just finds us. It does. Yeah. I have to agree with that because I was like, what? What's all, what's all this stuff? <laughs> But speaking of Instagram, boo, did you get that post that I shared with you um, by age 35? You should be smart enough to realize this. Yes, I did get that. And I I read through that. I can agree with some, but maybe disagree with a few. Well, let's talk about it. Okay. 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 (laughs) So the number one thing on the list, stay silent. Not everything needs to be said. I agree with that because sometimes if I'm in a meeting and somebody just says something off the wall, I'm not going to tell them that it's off the wall. Well, I mean, that's also a more professional way of saying, a professional way of saying, mind your own business. Mm. (laughs) If it's not your business, mind your own business. Which is true. I mean, well, actually, you know, uh, most of the part, most of that is true, but in some cases, like we, you know, when you work at a university, there are things that you can't stay silent about, right? Yeah. So, but you know, when it comes to like petty things, you could just stay silent on that. <laughs> Speaking of staying silent, this is going off on a little tangent, but we recently just had a budget open form. And I don't know if you watched the recording. However, uh, university leadership, they made the comment that everyone who works for the university is a recruiter (laughs) but wasn't there a person certain person that told us if we wanted better pay we need to just leave this campus and go to a different school different job so you mean to tell me you also want me to recruit students to meet your enrollment targets but yet not pay me adequately i just stayed silent yes going back to the social media (laughs) I thought that was wild. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot of contradictory things that are said in those kind of um, situations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, number two, silence is better than unnecessary drama. Mm -hmm, I can agree with that. I I agree. I agree because I'm all about my peace. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not trying to get embroiled into somebody else's drama. I got enough of my own. Yes. So, okay, number three. If you find someone smarter than you, work with them. Don't compete. Competition is a weakness. I you know, I can see what they're saying, but for me, I love competition because it you know it brings out the terrible part of me, but also brings out a good part of me because I want to win. <laughs> you want to be the best. I do. I'm the best, and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I, at work, I did learn not to try to overshadow people or just just do your job do it well Mm -hmm. and you know you don't i mean i know there's people out there who want to try and make an impression so they get that raise or they get that leg up on someone and unfortunately that's the environment that's created yeah but at the same time if you do your job well hopefully you'll be noticed and you'll just shine that way you know hopefully and then you're not getting uh you're not feeling this pressure this torture to compete with people I've found in my experience collaborating 
has opened so many doors for me. Yeah, that's true. So like, for example, collaborating with you and another one of our colleagues, and we went to Belgium. We weren't <laughs> even like trying to go. And then we went. Yeah. So I, I like you understand what this post is trying to say, because if you join forces with someone, you know, you can come up with something that's potentially great. So. Well, and then the all other fault I find with that post is for me, I don't know anybody smarter than me. <laughs> dang girl i know that's the thing that's how egocentric i am you know another tangent for me is i was doing a presentation the other day uh -huh. and I, I i got into the 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 small theater at our school and i stood up on the stage and i told the students dang this feels like a ted talk but um I'm too self-centered for that. So this is a David talk. You better let him know. <laughs> you better. Who is Ted? That's what I said. <laughs> hey, maybe we can market that though. David talk. <laughs> Number four, the family you create is more important than the family you come from. I can't speak to that because I haven't created the family. Yeah, I can see what they're saying because especially because especially if you have a lot of um, like lgbt plus q friends mm -hmm. and then they've been rejected from their family or they don't even have to be lgbtq maybe there's some other reasons yeah but or they're they're foster children or orphans and they meet people along the way who become family mm -hmm. you know and so that's a new family that they've created who understand them love them and you know they weren't kicked out from it or they or some people unfortunately weren't Exile. even born yeah they or they weren't even born into a family to begin with yeah so, but so there are people out there that have to create their own family, and I can understand that from that perspective. But at the same time, I'm strapped with my family. So. <laughs> but you bring up a good point. I didn't think about it like that, and this is why I wanted to talk about this today because you know people think differently than mm -hmm. others. So that's a really good point about um, people either being rejected by their family or meeting someone who becomes closer than family. So, mm -hmm. and number five. Your current job doesn't care about you. They only pay you enough to kill your dream. <laughs> Why is this one hit close to home? <laughs> but I can say, though, because jobs will try to kill your dreams and really don't offer you adequate salary to, like, get ahead. Mm -hmm. But in our situation, we kind of just turn lemons into lemonade. Yeah, it's true. You know, because we thought about just working on this podcast and now like we're having fun doing it and then also afford our job affords us to do other things of course outside of work we have that yeah. flexibility and a good schedule so we're that's, available to do that that's the thing i'm not miserable going to work and i'm very fortunate to be able to say that yeah um so you know they're not killing my dreams but i do know they don't care about me they don't care. <laughs> These folks do not care. It's so sad, but it's true. Yeah, we're all replaceable. Your job will be posted as soon as you retire <laughs> or leave this place. Or die. There you go. But, you know, if I die at this job place, I'm going to come back as a poltergeist. I'm going to be slapping people around the, <laughs> the you hallway. You're going to come back as that bat that was in your... Oh, <laughs> yeah. There, there was a bat in our my hallway, everyone. And I thought it was super cute, though. But I was like, please don't bite me and give me a new form of COVID. Or you just become like Batman. <laughs> if only. Like, like if it had radioactive powers, that'd be fantastic. That would be perfect for you because you love comics. Yeah. 
Like David's Batman now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, free yourself from society's advice. Most of them have no idea of what they're doing. That's true. I can yeah, agree. It, it depends how you look at it. I mean, it says most of them, not everyone. So there are people, there are people you can learn valuable things from. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of people, especially on social media itself, there's all these people who want to give advice, but what qualifies them to give advice? Like, are you an Instagram therapist? Okay. Yeah, they don't even have a degree. No, I know. It's, so. it's horrible. And I think for us, we know how to discern that, right? Because we're older and, and we're thankful that we're wiser and older, but the students that we work with, they're not as wise and it's scary and, and yeah. concerning. They believe those things out there. Mm. All right. Number seven, influence most people. Influence most people drift through life. That does not make sense. Influence most people drift through life. They have no purpose, no direction, and zero intent. Learn their needs. Lead them. Okay, well, that's a mess of a post. So this person needs to learn from themselves. Grammarly? <laughs> <laughs> they should have done a paid sponsorship to Grammarly. <laughs> well, it is true that most people do drift through life. I talk to a lot of students who they say they don't know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. right? That's okay. And that is what I tell that's what I tell them. It's like you have time to figure that out. And I tell them, even what, even in this stage of my life, I still don't know what I want to do. I just happen to be doing things. <laughs> like I, I work at a university full time. I work at a hotel part time. I host a podcast. I slang gummies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Jamaican. Yeah, you are, but only only four, only five jobs. <laughs> uh. So when it says learn their needs and then lead them, I, I mean, I guess you can be a natural born leader, but some people don't want a leadership role. Well, that's true. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's our job to lead people per se. We can help guide them. Yeah. Right. And then, although I've been accused of having very cult like leader capabilities where I'm very convincing and people will follow me. Are you going to tell people to drink Kool-Aid? I mean, I, that, that's what people are saying. I have the power to do that. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, you'll be 10 times happier if you forgive your parents and stop blaming them. Oh, we didn't do number eight. Oh, did I skip number mm -hmm. eight? It's number eight. Wow. Thank you for that. You're welcome. It's better to have one friend who's happy for you, supports your wins, encourages your dreams, than a bunch of acquaintances who are lazy, self-centered, and jealous of your success. This one I can agree with. Yes. Because Whole, you don't wholeheartedly. Yeah, you don't need all these fake people around you and you need that genuine person. Just like we talked about this when we started our podcast. Mm -hmm. Like people close to us, supposedly close to us, don't even listen to us or congratulate us. No. But then, you know, we're getting support from Japan, <laughs> Africa. You know, it's just like, oh, okay, you, you're supposedly my friend. I mean, I have close friends. Who, I know my real friends because they're listening and you have the same. Mm -hmm. But then there are supposedly friends of ours and they don't even listen to us at all. You know, I was having this conversation um, because a couple of people that I've, I know, they have had like t-shirts, 
or they, you know, authored books and things like that. Uh-huh. And who bought those things? Me. See? Uh-huh. You supported them. And I will post my promo code for Goalie, our promo code for Goalie in Clean Skin Club. I mean, they could have used it, but you would think that if they do, they'll be like, hey, Cam, I used your code. Some people do, and then some people don't. And it's the same people who I've bought, you know, T-shirts and books mm-hmm. from. And I'm just like, hmm, that's that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so it is true. It It is true. You know, and people say all the time, like, support your friends' businesses and support this, support that. But once you get into having your own project or your own business or doing something, you see who's really going to support you. Mm-hmm. Well, and just in, on a per- more personal level, I have a small circle of friends, and those are the people that I trust wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. So I don't need a ton of friends because, again, those are not genuine friends always. No, no. Mm-hmm. And well, I know you got you got your girl crew. <laughs> basically, that's basically who I hang out with, like mm-hmm. for the past ten, fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And you're and uh, a couple of boys here and there that are associated with girl crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it also goes back to, you know, when you're in high school or when you're younger, you have a lot of friends, quote unquote friends. And then Mm -hmm. as you grow up, that number gets smaller and smaller because people change and they're like, "Mm, I don't don't really need you because you're acting crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so moving on to number nine, you'll be 10 times happier if you forgive your parents and stop blaming them, which I was like, "Uh, okay, yes. I never you know, blame my parents. No, I went through this myself, boo. So, because, for example, I got into UCLA out of high school and I applied. And my all my life growing up, my parents encouraged me to go to UCLA. Mm-hmm. So once I got into UCLA, UCLA, I only applied to them and UCR mm-hmm. as backup school, as a backup school. And when I got into both, my parents said, go to UCR, it'll be cheaper, and you'll get to still be close to us at home. Mm. And so all this time growing up, you've encouraged me to go go to UCLA, now you won't let me go to UCLA, you know? Mm. So I blamed them for the way my life kind of turned out to a certain degree, because I had these plans to go there, work in, uh, study in film, work in Hollywood and the film industry. And you would have been perfect. You still are perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, that's not where my life went. And for the longest time, I held some grudges against them for basically kind of altering the course of my life. Mm -hmm. But when I look back, I'm happy with my life. So I forgave them for their actions. Um, And then I had to forgive myself, too, you know, for holding those kind of grudges and things. But I understand what that one is saying in terms of my relationship with my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, But... You know, I I like that I let that go a while back, and then helped me tremendously to not look at them that way. Well, and that's good you forgave them, but also too, you're kind of like their go-to person. That's like I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then here I am. Their fiftieth wedding anniversary is coming up, Ooh. and I've planned a big soiree for them. It's hopefully a surprise, and it stays a surprise. Is it at a nice restaurant? It is. It's going to be a three-course meal for all the guests. Um, yeah, it's going to be nice. Uh, number 10. Well, for me, um, I have not blamed my parents for anything. That's fantastic. So. 
David's like, good for you. Who <laughs> <laughs> I caught, I caught the underlining tone there. <laughs> Number 10, no one will ever come save you. Your life is 100% your responsibility. I, I mean, I could see what they're saying on that one too. Mm -hmm. But um, going back to my parents who I forgave, they've been a lifesaver to me many times. And um, even my siblings at times too. So it's like family in that way has been important to me. Uh, sometimes, you know, as much as I despise my family, I love them as well. <laughs> well, my dad came and saved me the other week mm -hmm. when my garage was in shambles. I was like, garage, your tires. <laughs> popping off. <laughs> Everything was happening. <laughs> so um, people will come save you. Yeah. I mean, your life is 100% your life, mm -hmm. but other people you do need help from people you can't just be on your own the whole entire time this list is long okay 11 your <laughs> inner circle should be more focused on money success and starting a family see i don't agree with that that's subjective because yeah. um yeah my inner circle we we focus on success we're all you know doing our things in the professional world but there's some people in my circle who could care less about starting a family yeah, I think, well, I think the, the, I get what they're saying. I think you need to be around people who are responsible in life. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be around just constant weed smokers or something. And I can't do uh, it. Yeah, exactly. But I think as misguided as this quote is, or this uh, number 11 is here, it basically is saying you should surround yourself with people who have goals, right? Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. I agree as well. Um, Number 12. You don't need a hundred self-help books. Who has a hundred self-help books? <laughs> Some people all, do. <laughs> all you need is actions and self-discipline. All you need is the Holy Bible. <laughs> all you need is love. No, just playing. You don't need that either. <laughs> people will disagree with you. I don't, I don't need it. So. I know because you're just like, that's, yeah, that's, that's your but, preference. I've always hated the idea of self-help books. Because you're taking advice from somebody else and you should really just be listening to yourself. Of course, you need guidance from people because sometimes people don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. But take in everybody's feedback and then make your own op opinions or, or course of action. Mm -hmm. But don't do something a book tells you to do just because somebody went through something similar to what you did. Doesn't mean that whatever they did works for you. you know? and it goes back to the whole social media thing, right? Listening to the social media therapist. It's like, yeah. why are you listening to these people? You don't know their credentials. You, they could be doing the exact opposite of what they're telling you to, to do. You, you mm -hmm. just never know. So. Well, you know, something that was newer to me in concept that I didn't know about until maybe a year or two ago was this whole thing about love languages. And I just think it's the most ridiculous thing. But well, our, Go ahead. Yeah, no, go, I was like, a lot of people go by it. And I understand why. But for me, because I don't care about love, I'm just like, that's stupid. <laughs> I care about love, but my parents did not take no love language quiz and they're still married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My parents didn't either. And they're hitting on their 50th. <laughs> so that's why I'm just like, hmm, because going off on a tangent, lady that we both work with, she tried to get me to take the love language quiz years ago. And this, this was after I went on a date with her son. Oh. So I was just like, mm. and then I, when I read all of the love languages, I was like, I'm all of them. 
I want gifts. I want your <laughs> time. I want to be touched. Like <laughs> that's what I was going through that list, and I was like, gifts. I don't want to give you anything. <laughs> And I like doing things for people, you know, so it's yeah. just like, uh... acts of service, <laughs> but you do that for your job. <laughs> so, yeah, when I saw that, I was just like, mm, it could be something to it, but also I'm pretty sure there's couples out there who have gotten married, who know each other's love language, but then also have divorced. Well, you know I, I mean? yeah, exactly. And just the fact that somebody sees somebody went ahead and broke these down. You know I mean, I said, these are the love languages. You know, that's just basically human behavior. <laughs> I, I didn't even see feed me on there. Like, oh, okay. Like, under acts of service, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, you know how we love our food. <laughs> yes. But that was it. So I just wanted to kind of just get your thoughts because I saw that and I thought, okay, I can agree with some of these and some of these are subjective, as mm -hmm. we, you know, said. So, And we found it's out that one did not even make sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they posted it. <laughs> Perfect example of not to follow these social media people. But no, thank you, Boo, for bringing that up. It was fun to kind of break these down with you. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, when I'm not looking at posts, you know, because sometimes it's late at night, I'm just going to reel after reel after reel. Boo, okay. <laughs> sometimes I'll, like see that you sent me something yeah like david was active one hour ago and it'd be like 5 45 i'm like I know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you i'm a, i'm i'm awake 20 hours of the day <laughs> okay batman uh th there you go and i wasn't even bitten yet but you know because i'm awake so much i watch tv as mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so i'm enjoying the new season of special forces world's toughest test season two and uh, for those of you who don't know, they take a bunch of celebrities, random celebrities, and they participate in these special forces training exercises. And they don't do it for money or prize. They just do it for their pride to see if they can do it. And yeah, they want to prove something to themselves. <laughs> Cam, Cam Adam, you can't see Cam, but she's flexing right now. <laughs> she got, she's um, showing off the new biceps she's been getting from her workout. Listen. Hey, Boo. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan Fowler is my brother. So, but yeah. Hey, Nathan's <laughs> methods are working. Hey, shout out, Nate. <laughs> but uh, I was going to do a rundown of the celebrities, but they go through the, these. Well, the first season, they were in the hot desert. Oh, no. And uh, the second season, the new season, they're in the cold mountains, in the snow, icy lakes. They're like diving into the water. I haven't watched it. I already think all the black people probably said, "I'm no, we don't do call." Well, so you would be surprised. I mean, part of that is true. Like some of the black folk were like, "Nope," but the, so the some of them are sticking it out. So mm -hmm. I'll go down the list so you'll see who's in here. Um, so we got Jack Osborne, as we know from the Osbournes, mm -hmm. Jojo Siwa. Um, she's and grown now. She's yeah, not a she, kid anymore. She's twenty, and that's why she's on there. She wants to prove to herself because she's been so insulated as a kid with her parents. She wants to strike out on her own, prove things to herself, and she's actually been pretty tough so far. Um, Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules. I don't know if you watch Vanderpump Rules, Boo. I, I don't either, but I know there's so much scandal with him because he's very hated Ooh. in America right now because what did he of. Do? 
essentially, I guess, um, from what I understand from my friend is he's he was he was in a relationship wonderful uh for nine years with one of the girls on Vanderpump Rules, mm -hmm. who's been his girlfriend. And he's been cheating with her best friend for most of that time until she found out. And the best friend was was wow. Like, yeah. what friend are you? Going exactly. back to what we just read. You don't need all so, the friends. And I think his girlfriend, her, her ex-girlfriend, she's on another reality show currently. I can't remember what, but he is on there to try and salvage his reputation and prove something to himself. But I'm like, no, nah, people hate you. I don't think that's going to change. So. Yeah. Mm, I mean, uh, he's not somebody for nine years. Well, most of the nine years. Yeah, I don't know how much of that time, but it's been a big chunk of that time. And, you know, just why didn't you just end things and be with the other person so exactly. that's because you had it good you had it both ways you know mm, mm, mm -hmm. mm, mm. so like how are people gonna like you after that but then there's tyler cameron he's uh from the bachelorette formerly um aaron jackson the black olympic skeet spader skeet speed skater <laughs> and I roller was, derby player i was like what sport is that <laughs> uh, yeah from the olympics so um <laughs> but she she's actually she got in the cold water <laughs> with her braids <laughs> that's because it was braided up they probably told her you're gonna have to get in water for yeah. some of these activities and she's like braids <laughs> but she's been a trooper out in the cold weather uh Bodie miller the olympic alpine ski racer uh nick vile from the bachelor and bachelorette as well kelly rizzo who's listed as an influencer but people would know her because she's the widow of bob saget oh okay. um so she's just trying to move on with life and do mm -hmm. things uh, and then uh savannah chrisley from chrisley's knows best yeah um, i know the name yeah okay well her parents both went to jail for, they, for their, fraud. their yeah for their crimes with money mm -hmm. and so she's on there they went to jail allegedly for their crimes and for their money crimes but all she could talk about was how oh her my parents are in jail so well i mean they should Bro, have done what they did. Everybody knows. <laughs> we watched the news. <laughs> uh, then Robert Horry, the former NBA player. I love Robert Horry because I'm a Laker fan. Laker for life. I can remember that iconic three-pointer he hit. Yeah, but. What? Don't be talking he, about Robert. He done quit already. And they were already, he quit. <laughs> He's tired though. Like he, he played all the seasons. I know, but he quit on day three. He's uh, like, hmm. Yeah, he was done. What did he say? It's too much. Yeah, I mean, like they had just gathered in the morning for the first set of exercises for the day, uh -huh. and the drill sergeant was like, "Okay, well, anybody got anything to say?" And honestly, he wasn't first. It was first. The next person on that I was gonna list is Brian Austin Green, you know, from oh. nine hundred two one zero. So he said, "I'm done." And then after Brian Austin Green said, "I'm done," Robert Ory right away was like, "Me too." Mm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, I used to think Brian Austin Green was a little cutie. So, I mean, he's still pretty handsome these days. It's just that, but he had just been complaining how, you know, all these special forces exercises are really made for younger people. And he's close to 50 now. I can't do so I'm he's not going like, to break my hip. No, that's to basically what he was saying. So yeah. he quit. And then I think Robert Ori felt the same way. And so he quit too. Uh, then Des Bryant, former NFL wide receiver. I, I didn't know he retired when you said former. Yeah, he retired. What? Uh, but he quit already, too. Okay, because I can I think Des Bryant used to be on Dallas Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. I okay. can't remember, but he is his the way he quit was 
not i mean he was very upset about something and threw this tantrum and he's and if you take your armband off it means you withdraw from the the the, the competition or mm -hmm. the the exercises and he got pissed off with the instructors and the, everything and he took his armband off and he later regretted and he wanted to come back they're like nope you already violated all the rules well, he should know he played mm -hmm. in the nfl yeah he respected it yeah and then savannah chrisley though there's this exercise where they had to, they had to repel face forward down a dam what and, yeah they had to run down the dam face Wait, and were so, you are they attached to they, they were attached, yeah. Okay. okay. But they, you know, they had to run down, they were competing against each other, so they had to race down the dam. And the, while they were waiting, well, while she was trying to get into position, she kept flopping around trying to get her footing, and she ended up throwing up on the side of the dam. <laughs> but anyway, so Des Bryant had to wait for her, and he was getting really pissed waiting for her, and he was, you know, he was starting to hurt from the harness. So that's why he threw this temper tantrum when he got down on the ground. Um, you know, so he was oh, really upset about that. Yeah, because he, I mean, being an ex-professional NFL player, I'm pretty sure he's pretty tough. Taking yeah. out those hits. Well, that, but then, yeah, but then, you know, when you're harnessed up, especially for a male, when they wear a harness, it just hugs you in places and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and affects you in areas that you don't want to be affected in. The balls are uncomfortable. Oh, there you go, Boo. There you go. She went there. I mean, we're all adults here. Uh, and then a couple left, uh, Black China. She, okay. But she done quit already, too. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Tara Reed. Tara Reed's still there? No, she quit first. <laughs> Tara's like, no. Because no, she no. was trying to keep up and she kept falling, and they're like, keep up. And, you know, she's like, I'm trying. And she's like trying to carry this 35 pound backpack and she can't even get up. Well, she's like, she's so tiny. She's a uh, petite she is, she's lady. very, very, but that's what she's saying. I'm petite. They're like, so? <laughs> we do not care, ma'am. <laughs> and they all had 35 pound backpacks. And she's like, these should be weighted per body weight. And they're like, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, listen, I applaud anybody who just signs up for that. I probably wouldn't even sign up. I'll be like, no, I got to do what now? I actually couldn't kind of want to sign up for it. Well, throw so. it out there. Yeah, because, you know, my dad went through the military. He told me about his training exercises. I can't believe he did all that. And so I'm kind of like, oh, well, I wonder if I could be tough enough to do some of these things. Are so. you the toughest? What is it? Toughest person? Toughest well, you know, is I mean, it can be physical, but really a lot of it is mental. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think I'm mentally strong. Mind so. over matter. Mm -hmm. So anyway, <laughs> there, there's that. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like I'll be talking forever, but I want to segue into um, some restaurants that I went to. I know there's some followers of us of ours because I've heard back from them. They love when I talk about my food experience. We appreciate the feedback, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that too. It helps me to know that you're enjoying me talking about the food and cam too because cam gives us a lot of restaurants she goes to but um uh, first place i want to talk about is keen izakaya by uh k concepts and k concepts is a bunch of restaurants in the orange county area and specifically fountain valley garden grove area but i tried keen izakaya which is one of their restaurants and it's a uh, very japanese oriented in the menu mm -hmm. and but all the food tasted very fresh and colorful so i had a chirashi bowl 
and those of you who are like, what's a terashi bowl? <laughs> but basically it means like scattered sushi in Japanese. So it's a style of sushi where they put the, the pieces of shishimi or raw fish mm. over the rice. And so in some ways, it's almost a lazy way of eating sushi. You're just not rolling it into seaweed. A deconstructed seaweed. Yes, that's basically what it is. It is. That's what it is. Boo. Deconstructed tacos. It's like, okay, we already know colonizers. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, like, um, the real, the full name of sushi, because sushi is just a shortened name. The actual name is like, uh, I think it's makizushi. So they just take the maki off. So, um, but instead of you would roll maki, which is sushi, mm -hmm. uh, which we call sushi. But anyway, that's a little, I don't, I'm not Japanese, but that's a little Japanese lesson today. But then, um, but the name of the, the restaurant, Ken Izakaya, Izakaya is also like a Japanese bar or pub that serves alcoholic drinks and snacks. So that's where the Izakaya part of the name comes from. It's usually in Japan, it's a very popular location for people after work. Um, like so, a happy hour spot get together it, yeah exactly what it like a tavern like an america tavern or mm -hmm. pub a mm -hmm. british pub um but so i had the chirashi bowl which was 19 dollars, and it had all these wonderful pieces of fish in it uh salmon tuna hamachi it was very delicious very fresh very pretty the plating of the bowl and then i also had um an appetizer of takoyaki I've talked about this before. <laughs> I know, but see, people always take this the wrong way when I say octopus balls, but they're not the testicles of octopuses or octopi. <laughs> they are pieces of octopus in fried dough. Mm, and it's so delicious. I'm glad my boo loves it. And, you know, they, it was reasonable. Six big pieces for eight fifty. You can't beat it. Yeah. And the Chirashi bowl was $19, by the way. And then I had to go with my little meal, uh, a ube colada. Sounds okay. fancy. Yes, it was I know it was purple. It was beautiful and purple. And they put a nice uh, flower as a garnish at the top. It looked very tropical, like you were going to be in Hawaii. But the ube colada consisted of a rum-infused sake, mm -hmm. pineapple, orjat, lime, ube, and coconut. And orjat is basically a sweet, uh, creamy syrup uh, that they put in tiki drinks like Mai Tais and things like that. So a very, very tropical drink. Purple had that ube taste. I loved it. That's and it's like a well-rounded meal. Yes. It's delicious. It's mm -hmm. appetizers, entrees, a nice little pretty drink to go with it. <laughs> oh, and that was $13, which was reasonable because, you know, I went for drinks with my friends in LA and all the drinks were $18. <laughs> yes so and then uh just to round out what my friends had one of them had um vegan ramen and i tried the broth and the broth was very flavorful for, for vegan ramen and then uh my other friend had rainbow poke salad and that basically was kind of a version of my food just with salad <laughs> with a uh, cabbage and they had a truffle vinaigrette um it was really nice actually it was bright and crisp i enjoyed it when i uh, my friend let me try a bit of it that sounds delicious. Nice. Yeah, I think you would like the place. Well, and that's how doctors want you to eat, right? Colorful. They always colorful, fresh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good diet. Make your look all nice and supple. Yeah. Well, that's why um, you know, Asians primarily don't eat a lot of meat. They eat mostly fish, vegetables, rice. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they, you know, Asian don't raisin. Okay. <laughs> Black people we eat meat, but we still don't crack. So yeah, I so <laughs> that's, 
your skin is a uh, yeah it's, it's somehow it's just genetically gifted because they'd be eating them barbecues mm, ribs southern foods neck bones oxtail <laughs> pig's feet yeah i don't eat pig's feet but yes some people i know eat them no my dad loves pig's feet <laughs> the pickled ones mm-hmm <laughs> i remember he had a jar sitting on the table i was like what's that dad he's like oh pig's feet and he's just like pulls a pig's foot chews on it he's traumatized i'm like no i mean i'm used to it but it's just like yeah my dad loves soul food too and and black people we love asian food mm-hmm. they do it's yeah. it's closely related it's just prepared differently well that's it's the thing so, either way it's seasoned and flavored <laughs> hey <laughs> well did you um, also go to a coffee shop after you know i had to <laughs> and i went to a really cute spot i mean i've seen it on social media as well it's called september by the vintage 1979 and the vintage 1979 has two coffee shops in the orange county area but they've opened this third location which they call september um, but it's in Westminster. Oh, and Kin Izakaya is in Fountain Valley, and they're all nearby. But um, I tried their soursop tea. And Look at you, soursop. That's a Jamaican yes. staple. Yeah, yes, I knew you would know. I knew because <laughs> that's uh, Southeast Asians and, and uh, Caribbean peoples, they love soursop. And basically, it's almost like a taste of strawberry and apple with some citrus mixed in. And the tea was delicious. I loved it. Um, refreshing it was very refreshing but you know i spent a while at the at the at september so i had several drinks um i had the iced ube latte even after i had my alcoholic ube (laughs) and that was very nice and then the thing that i really enjoyed as well was the pandan latte and for those of you who aren't familiar with pandan it's a it's a uh a plant mostly southeast asians like to use it and it's a nutty floral plant that has like a vanilla like flavor to it mm-hmm. so it's uh it really makes for a nice coffee accent uh when you put it in coffee but so but the 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 space is really cute that's why a lot of social media influencers go there but the other da- the the drinks are really delicious but the thing the is the downside is that the drinks tend to be around 750 to 9 dollars which is pretty high for coffee and tea drinks it is well especially if you're getting two and three of them like you did i know <laughs> dang boo treat your... no i didn't mean it like that. <laughs> i just saying but she doesn't even treat you we, we treat ourselves we okay? do treat so ourselves like whatever well these days i don't go out that much anymore because you know these gas prices crazy not only that but everybody be looting looting every looting oh that too everything. i'm so scared i'm going to be in a location and they're looting like i just saw a video the other day uh, at some mall, I think in Artesia, and they raided the makeup counter in Macy's at the mall. That is so crazy. And all you can do is stand there and watch them. You're like, well, what do I do? Nothing. Record it. A <laughs> little bit of a tangent, but remember how I told you yesterday I was playing with the Zoom filters mm-hmm. <laughs> with with the oh with, yeah with your makeup. I don't I don't have makeup on. It's the Zoom filters. Oh, right now it is. Yes. Oh, it looks pretty good. If I can tell in the video that my lips look like a plum. Yeah, they do. I have nothing on. Oh, wow. I know. I was like, I need to get this color. It's doing a good job. <laughs> it does look good on you, boo. Zoom makes you look nice. Apparently, I well, was cray cray. Because but... Zoom knows that some people really need it. I mean, not that you do, boo, but some people really do. 
I, I didn't know that Zoom offered filters like that. Like I knew you could do the virtual backgrounds and all that, mm. but I was like, oh, they, they didn't beat my face and I didn't have to do it. <laughs> but um, speaking of food, so I did not go to any um, fine dining mm -hmm. restaurant. Where you go, boo? I went to Taco Bell. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but wait, did you know that Taco Bell is starting to sell premium nuggets? I did not know that. Are they getting into the nugget game? Well, it's not here in Southern California, but I read that they're starting in the Midwest. Oh, they're okay. testing them out there. And it comes with this like cheese, spicy cheese dipping sauce. It looked, it looked good to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it'll make it to Southern California, but uh, the Midwest folks, they're enjoying the premium nuggets. So. Oh, premium nuggets? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what makes them premium. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to Taco Bell because I wanted a side of refried beans to go with the tacos that I was going to make at home for Taco Tuesday. <laughs> That's just the easy way to get your sides in. Right? So I was like, let me just pull over because I do like Taco Bell's refried beans. And I they'll put like, they'll, I'll add sour cream on them. Mm -hmm. And then you just have your perfect little sides. All right. Go to Taco Bell, order my beans. And the guy says, I got you. And I was like, oh, okay, that's different. Because usually it's like, okay, your total is whatever. Please pull forward. He was like, I got you. Well, so you don't have to pay for these beans. Well, no, I knew I had to pay, but oh, okay. I think that oh, was he's saying, okay. I see, I see, I see. Pull up to the window and I look at him and he looks at me and then he smiles. And mm -hmm. then I was like, I, I look at him and I smile and I give him my card. <laughs> <laughs> give him my card. He taps my card, gives it back to me. And he said, you're beautiful. Aww. And I said, thank you. You're handsome. And he said, thank you. And he said, can I get your number? Oh, very forward. And I said, how old are you? <laughs> it's a valid question to ask at the Taco Bell drive-thru. Because, sir, I am, I'm in my late 30s now. And I just associate most Taco Bell workers or like fast food dogs. workers yeah fast yes, food workers fast in general food. then he was like 27 and i was just like oh you're too young for me but in that time i was thinking okay well he's working and at least he's working but where he's working i was like but can i judge him for that and then i was like maybe he owns it <laughs> and i was like should i give him my number he was like no he's young he works at taco bell so after that, he was like, I respect it. He gave me my beans and I drove off. But then on the ride home, I was like, man, he was cute. He was tall. He was Middle Eastern man. Okay, and you, I, have, okay. I have never been hit on, not hit on, but asked for my number by a Middle Eastern gentleman. Okay. And so, you know, you're just kind of curious. And I'm like, hmm. And I looked at the receipt and I saw his name on the receipt. So you know what I did, boo? Don't tell me you called the restaurant. Bill. I did. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that happen? Did somebody else pick up the phone and you're like, I asked for you. <laughs> they're like, hey, so and so. Somebody's <laughs> on the phone for you. <laughs> and so he was like, I'm so happy that you called back. And yeah, I gave him my number and he texted me. But I mean, I, I already know it's not gonna work. He doesn't believe in marriage, which is crazy. Oh. Well, why are you always meeting those folks that are not available for that? I don't know. But 
it's just something to do. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it felt something nice. Something different. Of course, it'll be nice. By a 27 year old. <laughs> He's 6'2. Nice looking. Oh, guy. okay. I was like, maybe he could take me to Dubai. Yeah, you never know. Be the princess of UAE or something. I don't. He could be. He could be like coming to America, trying to find a bride, trying to blend in. <laughs> Work, working at McDowell's. Yes, McDowell's. So now I'm like, I could never go back to that Taco Bell. At least not Sunday through Thursday, because that's what he works. <laughs> well, luckily for you, there's a lot of Taco Bells. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that was my um, my food review, refried beans, but it turned into love connection a possible love connection but it shortly burned out <laughs> <laughs> oh she's just like a little mayfly or something the life cycle's so short you know i'm here today gone tomorrow basically <laughs> all right boo well um i do want to congratulate you boo oh on what it is our 50th episode I we made it to fifty, boo. We made it. <laughs> I'm proud of us. Yeah, I am proud of us too because you know we've known some podcasts that don't even get to ten. No, so <laughs> it, it and some some weeks we struggle, but then we come back stronger than mm. ever. So. Yes, our uh, our fo- our loyal followers know this because they're like, "Hey, where's the new episode?" All ten of them. We love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. Well, we have. Technically, there might be more, but the algorithm that we go by tells us we have 10 devoted followers. <laughs> Thank you, all 10 of you. You got to start somewhere. Yes. We tell our students. You gotta but start. we do have thousands of listens. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 10 of you want to listen to us every week. <laughs> we appreciate y'all. Because, I mean, hey, even the popular podcast had to start at zero mm-hmm. at one point. So. All right. Well, that's it for me. That's all I have today. Well, that's it for me too, boo. Go, gonna go brave this wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I can give you a new hair hairdo. Maybe. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I am getting my hair done. Well, getting it washed tomorrow. Okay. So, but I'm, I may have a new style next week. So. They're gonna wash it and take the leaves out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> articles and all that. They might. Uh, they're they like, when you when you turn into Mother Nature, girl. <laughs> all right, booze. As always, be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>